Hey there, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. It is November 15th, 2022. I'm Trey Crowder, and that's Mark Agee. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? Uh, you all you noticed Trey's voice. Trey's dealing with a little bit of a yeah. cold. Uh, yeah. Matt was saying it improves, uh, make, makes him sound all sexy. And uh, it did occur to me you sound like more like an overnight radio DJ who's like, mm-hmm. this one goes out to Maria. Baby, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, yeah. It's called yeah. Anytime. Brian McKnight right here on K-Love Radio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, everybody. I mean, I'll end up saying this again later, but I've, uh, you know, I'm married with kids. So we've had a, we've been passing a cold or some such around for the past few days, as often happens this time of year. So I apologize if I have a coughing fear, get shortness of breath or any kind of shit like that. My bad, but hey, Mark's here to cover for me, and not only that, later yeah. Corey Forrester's going to be back. But we'll talk about a little bit more of that in a minute. Uh, Mark, what in uh, aren't we signing off just in time for everybody to catch the announcement of the century today? Isn't that yeah. what supposed, Trump is supposed to make a big announcement like right when we get done? He timed it on yeah. I'm sure. The Mar-a-Lago uh, ballroom is filled with all the mega luminaries, and it's such a hat, which is so funny. He's like he's at his biggest political low point, like even worse than losing the election since January 6th. Like everybody thinks he's a fucking loser and he's going to announce after being abjectly humiliated with all his favorite candidates went down. We talked about we talked a lot about the election on the Patreon episode that we taped uh, Saturday uh, about a lot of state level stuff and uh, why we were why I particularly was so despondent and what would a difference a week makes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh yeah, we're going to be talking about the House and Senate today because there's a lot of stuff still uh, up in the air. And uh, it's all going to be pretty interesting and hilarious, especially in the House. Um, but we talked a lot about the polling mess on, on Saturday, and <coughs> some new stuff came out. The, the right-wing uh, motivated polls, those their motivations are pretty clear, right? They wanted to make people like me and you be sad and less likely to vote, right? Sure. Um but there's a guy named Sean McElwee, uh, McElwee, McElwee who's, a, who's a progressive pollster, who he also runs a, 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 a political betting market. And he was so gassed up on his own negativity that he lost $50,000 betting against progressive candidates that he was supporting. <laughs> so I can't well, even figure out. What- well, well, hold on. Was he, was he, you know, they call that emotional hedging? Is that what he was doing? Like the idea in sports is you bet, sometimes you bet heavily against your team if you're a big fan because that way you win in some capacity either way if they get beat like you think they will your heart hurts but your wallet thanks you and then you know you might lose it's like how much money would you pay to lose how much money would you pay to watch them win this big game and then you can bet Mm -hmm. that that's what he was doing but with liberal candidates sort of but it's even dumber than that because like like the the bread the betting market used to be more accurate predicting elections than polls but the kind of people who do sports betting on political races tend to be like crypto bro types. So they're yeah, like, right. They, they started messing with the accuracy of the betting markets by pushing outcomes. So they'd move the lines. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you bet accurately and what you actually thought was going to win, you've got a great price for your bet and you got paid four to one for like, <laughs> for like Blake masters to lose or some shit. So it's like they, they created their own fake reality and then got tricked <laughs> by it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't yeah. need another thing to be terrible at. I start betting on political races, and then yeah, that'll you know hurt even more depending on the ones. Yeah. So I think I'll sit that one out. Uh, it, yeah, it's sort of like that guy. It, ass backwards version of the NBA referee betting scandal, right. where like that guy could actually have some say in the outcome. Mm-hmm. They tricked themselves into thinking they could impact the outcome and paid a lot of money. <laughs> 
It's, right. it's also fucking funny. Uh, one last thing before we get to the show. We talked last week about the guy who threw the white claw at Ted Cruz at the at the Astros uh, 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 World Series. Right. right. So, yeah. fun, fun plot twist. The guy's name is Joey. I'm going to push this. Arcadia Kono. There you go. Um, so his ver- he said he was just trying to th- – if you go to those parades, they will throw players and people on floats beers to drink. And he- so he's saying he was just throwing a white claw for Ted Cruz to chug, which is actually absolutely hilarious impulse. But right. it's also a side of how the default assumptions, everyone must hate Ted Cruz so much they want to hit him in the head with a can of white claw. Well, and obviously <laughs> – well, right. Well, it's funny because I was going to say the reason I feel like this is bullshit is because I don't feel like anybody on planet Earth feels like Ted Cruz is cool enough to pull that move off. Like yeah. Ted Cruz can't stone cold it. You can't launch him a beer from across the parade. And imagine him doing that, catching it one hand, fucking shotgunning it or whatever. Like he would never. Who would ever expect yeah. him to be able to do something that rad? <laughs> you know? That's what that's what's so funny to me. Was literally any other human being on earth, like, yeah, obviously right. he's just trying to they were celebrating right. World Series with right. but these guys are gonna go into court and be like, right. no, I, mean, I just wanted to treat Ted Cruz like it was a nice that likable dude, guy. The judge would be like, that that doesn't hold the, that holds You're the so <laughs> you're so right. He was the only person in that whole fucking parade who <laughs> people would assume anything other than, yeah, just trying to give him a beer. He's having a good time. Like he was the only yeah. person there. They were like, no, he was trying to kill him. He yeah. obviously wants to murder Senator Cruz because that is the default assumption. Yeah, you're right. That's very funny. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, let's get into it with us as always is producer Matt. This is weekly skews. I want to remind you of a couple things. If you would like to see me perform live, go to TreyCrowder.com. Get your tickets. I'll be at uh, Zany's in Nashville the weekend before Christmas with Corey and Drew, as we always are each and every year. That's always fun. Then in 2023, I'm going all over the place and still adding more dates as we speak. So go to TreyCrowder.com. Come and see me. Number two, if you enjoy this program and would like to show your support, you can do so by signing up on Patreon. $5 a month gets you access to full-length bonus episodes like the one Mark referenced earlier that we recorded last week where we went deeper into the midterm results. We've got plenty more in store. We hope you go to weeklyskews.com slash more, or you can just go on Patreon and look me up. Either way works. Sign up on there, get some more skews in your life. Now, as for the show tonight, it's time at long last to welcome back the senior Georgia correspondent, Corey Ryan Forrester, who's going to tell us all how he's feeling now that his beloved home state is once again the linchpin of every damn thing. We'll talk about some other midterm stuff along the way. But first, of course, we must begin with the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Tonight's DD, Jefferson Davis for slinging herb or something like that. It's hard to say. See what you think. Here's Pete Sessions from Texas. The product is being marketed, the product is being sold, the product is being advocated by people who are in it to make money. Slavery made money also and was a terrible <laughs> right. uh, circumstance. <laughs> so, like, what? <laughs> I, yeah, I love it. A lot of stuff going on here, but like, well, nobody thinks I figured it. I got to the bottom of it, and these people selling weed are only in it for the money. money That's right, right. Yeah. I figured it out. It's like this is America, buddy. Everything's about the money. And right. Slave, the problem with slavery was not that it was profitable. <laughs> right. Gee, that's, that's the problem with it. But anyway, fucking this guy. So Pete Sessions, 
I went to look up if he like has a long history of like railing against cannabis, and he does. He's like uh, basically against federalism when it comes to cannabis. He doesn't think states should be able to set their own rules, and he's sought to prevent people like even veterans veterans from using weed in even in states where it's legal. Telling people with PTSD and shit. But I uh, also discovered something pretty interesting. Um, he has an official position on magic. Um, <laughs> is it christian Is it like Harry Potter's no. devil? No? No. Okay, well, what is it? In March 2016, Sessions introduced a House resolution to, quote, recognize magic as a rare and valuable art form and national treasure. So Pete Sessions say that coming. believes in the healing power of magic, but not cannabis. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a wild combination. I feel like magic is hits the hardest when you're stoned. You know what I mean? Like if I can get stoned and watch some magic, it's wild to have somebody that's a huge fan of magic and totally mm-hmm. against weed. But yeah, it's like, he's like a lot of people like marijuana. You know who else? A lot of people used to like Adolf Hitler. Okay. That's what <laughs> I mean. Coincidence. I, like I think not. It's like, what the-, the fuck are you talking about? Magic does not hit for me high or not otherwise. Um, the only, <laughs> that the only that way magic- totally checks out. Dude. I totally believe that. <laughs> but I do like watching videos of monkeys watching magic tricks. Here, oh, those? yeah. Oh, those are great. But I'm that everybody- monkey. Usually I watch it. Like, yeah. I, it's funny. I'll watch a video of a monkey watching magic. And then I realize that I'm making the same like face that the monkey's making <laughs> in the video that I'm watching. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. I'm just a monkey watching magic. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Those are great. Magic. Yeah. But it did remind me, tell the people about that article you found yesterday. Was- the fact you found out about monkeys yesterday. <laughs> uh, well, one of the big food delivery services, um, allegedly is under fire for using coconut products and coconut milk that they obtained through the use of monkey slaves. And I sent that to you and your first response was you were, you were like, isn't that just like riding a horse or a donkey or something like that on a farm? He's like, are they not slaves? I thought we had animal (laughs) slaves for a long time. And you said that and I was like, damn, donkeys are slaves. I guess (laughs) I never thought about it. Uh, but yeah, but no, yeah. apparently it's like they abuse them and shit like that. It's, you yeah, know, it's not just, yeah. but do you think if you didn't abuse a monkey, it would be cool to have monkey slaves? Because like yeah, you said about beast of burden, like people are all right with that. I mean, we test well, I mean, on them and shit. Like everybody would rather pick live. coconuts than get, you know, shot up with cancer drugs or whatever. Yeah. Or live in a zoo. But like, right. um, we all work for a living. Why can't a monkey earn his keep? <laughs> 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 Bananas aren't free, man. Right. But yeah, those episodes of the Simpsons where Homer gets a helper monkey. It seems like it pays mm-hmm. pretty hard. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? You've swayed me, Mark. I'm all, uh, you and I both pro monkey slave now. Uh, <laughs> let the record show. Oh, yeah. man. All right. Our first honorable mention for Daily Dumbass is Republicans for forgetting to marry off child brides to get more votes. That's right. They forgot a key election strategy in advance of the midterms. Matt, play the clip. Also, single women are breaking for Democrats by 30 points. And it makes sense when you think about how Democrat policies are designed to keep women single. What? But once women get married, they vote Republican. Married women, married men go for Republicans by double digits. But single women and voters under 40 have been captured by Democrats. <laughs> so we need these ladies to get married. There it is. And it's time to fall in love and just settle down. Guys, go put a ring on it. 
<laughs> so funny, God, dude. They, these people's brains are so diseased. Like right. the, the idea that I would get married just to try to change some electoral outcome uh, by, by one vote. <laughs> but it's <laughs> also just like it's just basically the, it's them saying it's like you know once some some good honest American man turns a formerly godless whore into a you know a nice settled down woman with family values. Then wow. we got them. It's like, you know, it's like they're just being like, listen, these women need a man to tell them how to vote, guys. Like, it just needs to happen. So y'all need to get off your asses and go out there and force these women to marry you so we can win more elections. It's just like, I feel like he said it, like he's smiling, like it's a little bit tongue in cheek. But I feel like there's yeah. literally no other way to interpret that, if you're being honest, other than, you know, these women need a man to tell them to vote the right way. But how's up? Yeah. But you, what you scoffed at it too. Like what policies you think he's talking about in the middle about, he said, Democrat policies are aimed at keeping women single. Like what is, what is uh, that about now? I didn't know we were, that was another thing we were up to. Uh, it, this not, but this sort of messaging is all over the right right now. Like there was a whole, there's a whole meme about how like younger women are liberal because they're all hopped up on like SSRIs and they, they're all drunk sluts. And it's like, that'll win their votes, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, but I'll, Mr. Family Values, uh, Jesse Waters, um, he left his wife for a 20-year-old intern at Fox News. So uh, he's he's made two Republican voters. Let's put it I that was about way. to say, yeah, he had to get right. He'd already got the one. He needed to, sw- he needed to flip another, uh, another vote there. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's wild. All right. Our next honorable mention is GOP voters for not being totally enamored by the charms of Ron DeSantis, evidently. Thought he was a rising star? Check these guys out. USA! 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 This is very disrespectful in the Arab states. Ron, Ron, Ron has got two victories for He's out. He has plenty of time to gain wisdom. Trump or death. Let him, let him stay in Florida for a while. Remember uh, when they did that? Dude, so, this, like, I'm famous last words. I don't want to jinx myself or nothing like that. But, like, this is great. I think, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I'm pretty invested in this forthcoming storyline, you know, because, uh, uh, yeah, I think it could get really wild uh, and hopefully in a comical way. You know, could also yeah. be the end of it all. But right now. I'm on board. I'm looking forward to seeing this play out. <laughs> yeah, Trump's been uh, real mad at Ron DeSantis for Ron yeah. DeSantis didn't do anything to him except, uh, you know, not re- repeat his claims of election fraud. Ryan DeSantis' uh, official position of whether the 2020 election was stolen was I have no comment. So mm-hmm. just that. But also, he's been going off of Glenn Youngkin. Like Youngkin said some stuff to the governor of Virginia about how maybe the party needs to move on. So Trump posted the same truth social about like um, Youngkin. Hmm, sounds Chinese, and then went off some fucking rant. Uh, <laughs> it's just like what? Got him. <laughs> Got him. Uh, yeah, it's like this whole dynamic is going to be hilarious because I don't think Red DeSantis is the juice nationally. I think he comes across deeply unlikable on camera, but also Trump does to me too. So maybe I just miss it. But um, I don't think he's uh, – I mean, if he's running against Biden, who knows? Like, the, just right. the optics. We've talked about before the optics of having a person that old running against someone who's relatively extremely young and virile is going to, like oh. – yeah. I mean, dude, I, you know, I, if 
if DeSantis just cleanly wins the Republican primary against Trump and then Trump like just goes away after that, which I feel like is hard to hard to see that happening. But if that happens, I mean, I'm going to be pretty. And it is Joe Biden. He's up against like, you know, I'm worried about that. <laughs> like, I feel like, you know, I don't know about the, you know, how yeah. I feel, how optimistic I would be in that scenario. I just want to see them like fully cannibalize each other as much as possible yeah. and just fuck all the shit up. I'm trying to think of the, the best case scenario for what Trump would, I mean, the best case for Ron DeSantis scenario of what Trump would do if like DeSantis beat him in, a, in, in the primary. Best case, he would stay at home and right. post stuff on social media that's like, we have to do everything we can to defeat the communist Democrats and Joe Biden common, even if it means biting our tongues and supporting Ron DeSanctimonious, that huge loser mm-hmm. who never supported him. That's the best case. <laughs> that's the best thing you can know for. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's yeah. going to be right. It's going to be extremely funny uh, if we all right. know that at the end. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, you want to take us through this uh, last one, this last uh, dumbass candidate anyway? Yeah. So uh, this dumbass, uh, reigning honorary uh, uh, mentioned uh, daily dumbass, is people donating to a scam for being tricked despite the giant flesh and neon sign that says this is a scam. So do you remember America's Frontline Doctors, the pro-hydrochloroquine group that did a, a couple of ceremonies at the White House? Yeah, Harris. the one with that crazy doctor lady who is that the same one where she had yeah. was it like it, she was into all kinds of crazy shit like even aliens and stuff or demons was it demons demon, I don't yeah demon sperm talked a lot demon about demon sperm, sperm right yeah yeah so this woman the founder of the group his name was Doctor Simone Gold now <laughs> it turns out they they uh, sold a bunch they they made their money by selling prescriptions to hydrochloroquine uh, over like Zoom. And also by taking donations, they got like $10 million just in donations alone. So I don't know how much money they made in total from selling it, but it turns out, uh, she was just paying herself a bunch of money. Like she spent, <laughs> let me look at the numbers. She, she spent a hundred thousand dollars on a private jet trip, uh, 3.6, uh, 3.6 million dollars on a mansion and was paying herself $50,000 in monthly expenses. That's beyond her salary. Now she's no longer the director of the group because she went to jail for storming the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> along with her, her much younger uh, boyfriend who's an underwear model who by the way Ooh. also stormed the capitol on january 6th but she has gotten out of this prison. lady's living the life dude she's <laughs> fucking got it all for that yeah. side of the fence she got out of jail and tried to re, uh, go back to running the group they asked her to please stay away because they don't be associated with her on account of you know all the felonies but she's uh, there's still seven and a half million dollars somewhere in some bank account that they can't find. Presumably, she knows where it is. And like this, this <laughs> power struggle in this quack group of doc, right wing do- uh, doctors, uh, she went so far as to figure out a way to hack into or steal an invite to a private Zoom meeting where she got stuck in the waiting room because they didn't want to kick her off, kick her off, but also didn't want to let her. <laughs> there's all these people. This story always ends the same way, man. It's like like. Right. I thought we were. I thought I was doing the scam, but it turned out I, I, I right. was being scammed. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was just trying oh, to scam goodness. the right people, but instead the wrong people got scammed. I.e., me. It's like, yeah. Uh, I tell you what, dude. If you're like, if you're down to grift, there just there ain't no grift like a far right wing grift in this country right now. Mm-hmm. You said ten and a half million dollars or whatever. That shit is wild, dude. Um, the most effective scams are run on people who think they're in on the scam. Like con artists always right. look for people who are trying to make easy, quick money, which is what the con artist is doing. Right. <laughs> so it's like it's always it's a tale as old as time, man. Uh, Trump, to, in his defense, 
is always on the, on the good ends of scams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he famously, he when crypto got got rolling, he said he said crypto's bullshit. I was like, he's right because you can't fucking con a con artist. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. let's get into it a little bit. When we left y'all last week around you know six p.m. Pacific time on election day, we didn't know shit and had been generally pretty negative about the outcome. In the intervening mm-hmm. time, a lot of shit has happened. Again, we did a full Patreon episode on Saturday, breaking down a lot of the outcomes. But we've got to know even more now, and it seems like all that de- election denial bullshit weren't it. Uh, it seems, yeah. to say the least. Like the outcomes are way better than I hoped for, Mark. Yeah, dude. Uh, we it wasn't for sure on Saturday, but Kari Lake lost. We did this most of the state level stuff on Saturday, but we're talking about the House and Senate today. But I did want to uh, note this because. Uh, this lady absolutely sucks. And I'm glad she ate shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also wanted to talk about th- this video from Charlie Kirk's election night feed was really just chef's kiss. Uh, if you got this video, Matt started at 102. Matt, we'll see if uh, here we go. 102. Yeah. yeah. Get up there. He's doing it. He's doing it. He's got it. Look, everybody. There we go. I'm yeah. I'm shocked by some of these numbers, Wendy. I got to be honest. I mean, you, you know the state really well. You've been a grassroots activist for a while. The vibe on the ground was totally different than this, wasn't it? Yes. Well, we wonder now if we were in an echo chamber. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm just uh, beginning to get some perspective. Look, okay. <laughs> everybody, everybody I talked to, the main things they were mad about right. were about trans women uh, in Ivy League swim meets and litter boxes mm. in schools. I don't right. understand how we can lose this. Every right. person I talked to didn't care if the Supreme Court overturned Ruby Wade. Every person I talked to. Really wants us to trade Ukraine, trade Ukraine to Russia for for, for fucking magic bits. It's like <laughs> it's like these people, man. Look, How dude, you know? I know you know. I'm aware that we are mostly preaching to the choir, and like people that come yeah. to my shows and stuff. I know where they're like. I would not use them as a representative sample of anything other than you know American liberals or Democrats in a certain state. Like I would never be surprised by finding out that you know. Everybody who came to my show in Alabama thinks Kay Ivey sucks or whatever. Like, I would assume that. It's wild to me to be surprised by anything like that. Like, apparently, they genuinely think they do. Like, they got their finger on the pulse of John Q. Public. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. I've seen Republican pundits flirting with, like, election denying in in, in these Arizona races by saying that, like, Blake Masters and Kari Lake were such amazing candidates. How could they possibly lose? It's like, what planet do you – Blake, every Blake Masters video – was about like he 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 was target shooting with suppressors. <laughs> right. Okay, every, every every video looks like there's like hostages jettisoned out of screen. He's talking to Batman or something. It's just like there's nothing. <laughs> there's a regular person looking at Blake Masters like this guy's a fucking creep. They literally, there's literally an interview with one voter who voted straight ticket Republican except for Masters, and they asked her why, and she goes, "I don't know. It's his vibe." It's like yeah, it's vibe. <laughs> yeah, it's vibe. Um. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so anyway, uh, uh, fuck off, Carrie Lake forever. So let's talk about the House for a little bit because this is going to be absolutely insane. It might be weeks before we know uh, exactly who what the exact count is, but the most projections right now are like Republicans at like two nineteen or two twenty, which mm-hmm. would lead to Democrats at two fifteen, two sixteen. Are the races that have been called so far as of this morning, which might have already been out of date? Uh, Dems had two hundred six to GOP's two sixteen. Uh, or most still counting on the West Coast, where, for example, uh, Katie Porter's in a much tighter race than uh, 
I would have hoped she was just yeah. like 1.2 percent, 80 percent counted. Uh, she's the rare good congressperson. So uh, right, and also like I thought she was. I don't know if you saw any of the ads against her, but they were so they were literally just like Katie Porter. She ain't it. Like it, like they didn't really have anything like concrete to point to or say. It was just literally them saying like she's part of the problem. You agree? There's a problem. She's part of it. And in my head, I was like, this is how half-assed this campaign is because they just know that she's a, you know, going to walk with it. But yeah. evidently not. Yeah, I don't know if she got redistricted or what, but like it, it, it shouldn't be that close for a high-profile congressperson to win as incumbent. But uh, anyway, let's talk about the LOL red tsunami for a second because that's where Ted Cruz is going around saying it's going to be a red tsunami. So Democrats kept two of the three Virginia House seats they were monitoring as potential defections. They held a, a Rhode Island House seat. Their Republicans targeted. They won five of Ohio's 15 districts where they thought they might only win two under the gerrymandered Republican map. Um, they held toss-ups in South Texas, uh, both of New Hampshire's house seats, and docked off uh, one of Trump's prized recruits in North Carolina, a kid by the name of Bo Hines, who absolutely mm-hmm. sucks. So I'm glad he's not going to be in Congress. Even the fishing lady <laughs> we talked about in Alaska, she got over 47% of the first-choice votes. But the, the Alaska does the ranked choice thing. So right. all she needs to do, uh, the second place was Sarah Palin with 20 Seven percent. So if she picks up less than three percent from any any other candidate, like five or six candidates on the, on the ballot. I think two percent. She's she's going to win. Um, and a lot of people were wondering why. And to, to go back to a marriage uh, a counselor Jesse Waters, but I think he pretty much kind of nailed it right here. And but see if you want to miss the see the thing, one big thing he's missing. Just not the hatred for Joe Biden that there is for Barack Obama and for the Clintons. There's not a hate Biden vote that's out there. You know, when you go with Trump's on the ballot, there's that hate Trump Democrat vote. People just don't feel the same passion against the guy that they also Maybe feel for other really people. Nice I mean, and we have a problem. <laughs> Dude, I remember I remember people saying this about it, like in the run up to the 2020 election. I remember me and Kat, like there's people in, in my among my in-laws and stuff who like, they didn't like, you know, they were generally conservative, but they did not like Donald Trump at all. But they like, um, you know, could stomach the idea of Joe Biden or at least like not having not feeling the need to vote against him, whereas they wouldn't have done that with like Obama or Hillary or whatever. Yeah. Like his milk toastness, but, you know, is a feature <laughs> and not a bug uh, for some people on the right. Like it's not the first time I've I've heard that. Yeah, uh, but it's also the one big thing he's missing is like he's basically wondering aloud why they couldn't generate as much hate for the elderly white dude who, yeah. uh, who, uh, who talked like a working class dude as opposed to the black man. Like his middle name was the same. It was the same as right. the last name. <laughs> so yeah, it's, like, it's a weird thing to wonder about. Um, it's just two things to wonder that, to, to regret about the House uh, when the Democrats don't have the majority, at least at the beginning, is the Supreme Court just absolutely fucking handed it to them. Um, there were two voting rights cases. There were should be layups if we live in a fair society, but they Republican uh, 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 like uh, Alabama and I think North Carolina keep gerrymandered maps that have already been ruled racially gerrymandered uh, for this election cycle. Hopefully, those go down. Uh, you know it, that case is resolved in a way that approaches democracy and fairness before uh, 2024. But I don't have much hope for this for, with the Supreme Court. But an underrated villain here is fucking Andrew Cuomo and the New York Democratic Party. Um, so. The big dynamic when Cuomo was governor was he hated the left, right? It's because the Democratic one-party state and Cuomo is essentially like a centrist Republican who mm-hmm. lived next to his name. So he appointed a bunch of conservatives to the Supreme Court to own them, and they kicked back a, a, a Democratic a gerrymander 
it would have netted them um, 11 seats. Instead, they got, uh, they just got, uh, the, it would have elected just four Republicans, but instead, New York's not going to have 11. So that seven seat difference is far more than the margin is going to separate the House. Also, an asshole here is Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, for running around saying the rest of his party is too soft on crime in the middle of the stupid fucking crime narrative, feeding that bullshit in the New York metropolitan area. New York has a pretty low crime rate relative to almost every other city in America. Um, uh, and also, another guy can get fucked here, Sean Patrick Maloney, who's the chairman of the DCCC, who lost his own election. This is the guy in charge of getting all Democrats elected to Congress. And he lost because he, when they got re- redistricted, he pushed out an incumbent who represented most of that district to move because he thought it'd be easier for him to win. Then he spent the last three months in Europe just fucking goofing off. Right. Um, he because he thought he had it on lock or what? Like it just, he just thought he never <laughs> considered the idea that he might lose or was it something? Yeah. Something else. And Mondaire, Mondaire Jones, the guy he pushed out and forced him to run in a much less competitive, they both lost because of, the, because of uh, Maloney's decision. And here's a quote I want to read for the Republican uh, uh, communication director uh, from the guy who beat him. I feel bad because he's been so gracious. This guy, his name's Bill O'Reilly. He's not Bill O'Reilly, Bill O'Reilly said. But he really was just an outwork situation. He wasn't around and we just outworked him. So, right. yeah, if they have a one vote margin, it's because this guy uh, bumblefucked the Democrats in 10 different ways. Uh, one more thing that we uh, get to Corey, uh, okay. uh, to wrap up the house stuff, uh, the freedom caucus is going to walk Kevin McCarthy around on a leash. If you get, get selected speaker, cause there's already been multiple Republicans who literally said, I would rather murder my own firstborn child. That's a direct quote. <laughs> than vote for Kevin McCarthy for speaker. <laughs> they had uh, not nearly crazy enough. Is that what it is? Like he needs to step up the insanity. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah, I guess. But like the dynamic here is they're ungovernable. There's not going to be any person they can agree on. It's theoretically possible that this gets so contentious that three or four centrist Republicans agree to support Pelosi and she becomes Speaker of the House again. But yeah, they, I want to talk about this article. Um, but yeah, there's a couple quotes from uh, Politico ran this story a few months ago. Uh, like well, everybody thinks Kevin McCarthy's dumb, but no one can say it. Uh, there's some quotes alluding to it, but not saying he's a golden retriever of a man, not known for being a policy wonk, not known for his immersion in policy details, not known to have a mind for policy, a coastal extrovert of ambiguous ideological portfolio who would rather, far rather talk about personalities than tax code. These are all different Washington ways to call a guy a moron. Um, but another thing about, about the speaker election is there are 435 people in the House, but there are also never 435 people in the House. There's always like three to six absences, right? Because <laughs> people... Right. Like the typical, a typical term I have somewhere between four and six people lose their seats. Either they resign, or they die, or they get, they, they get arrested, or they take better paying private sector jobs. So we could be seeing a dynamic where <laughs> this majority party flips back and forth every couple months for the next two years, right. which is going to be absolutely fucking stupid. It, it, this is yeah. this is going to be absolutely, yeah, uh, good skews content, I guess. But God, this is going to be all right. Well, let's get him in here. Y'all know him. You love him. It's senior Georgia correspondent, uh, Peach Stater extraordinaire, Corey Ryan Forrester. What's up, Joe? What's up, Butt Lickers? How y'all doing? Ooh, nothing. You know, hanging out. Quick, so, quick question. One time we had to do this show and you forgot you were doing it and you accidentally took your sleeping pills before you came on. Is that, did that yeah. happen this time? No, it did not. Matter of fact, I'm on a bunch of uppers. Opposite. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm hey, we, I normally do this bit with Mark, but I only have two of them because I know we want to get to the Georgia stuff. But I do have my normal questions because y'all are who I get my news from. Number one, right. uh, if I don't pay the $8, uh, can Elon Musk repossess my car? What's the deal? <laughs> huh? I, know, I, know. He, he I haven't paid. DMs. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. 
I haven't paid eight dollars, and now I can't change my goddamn name uh, anymore. So, oh, I'm that stuck, don't hit. I'm stuck promoting shows I did a week ago. Oh, that's fun. Oh, and that's fun. Secondly, Ben Carson, what's he up to? Hadn't heard from the guy in forever. What's the deal there? You know, I don't know. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm gonna Google it real quick. Okay, thank you, Mark. <laughs> so, yeah, so Trey, you're you're perpetually just promoting Oxnard and Brea like for yep. forever. Yeah, until something changes. Yeah, I can't uh, I can't do anything about my Twitter name. So yeah, I'll be promoting shows that are further and further into the past as we go forward. But uh, Cho, we were talking about the midterms. Obviously, we we're about to get into the Senate now. I had to, so the incumbent Democrat in Nevada, Catherine Cortez Masto, won, which I thought gave like control of the Senate to the Democrats without Georgia. Uh-huh. But Mark, it is still vitally important that we get Georgia despite that. Yeah. And then I want to hear what what Corey's prognosis is after you clear that up. Yeah. So when it's 50-50, they have Kamala as a tiebreaker, but still they, they have to have a power sharing agreement, which means that you have equal committee uh, apportionment. Um, that gums things up in a couple of ways. Well, with a tied voting committee, they can force it's called a discharge petition, which it's extra vote that takes up floor time, so it slows things down. And it, they, if they go nuclear, what that means, they just boycott the committees and they could prevent votes from happening because you don't have a quorum. <laughs> um, they do that all the time. Uh, they've been using to block a pick for the, to the Federal Reserve Board, yada, yada, yada. Uh, also, 51 votes allows for absences because these people get sick a lot because they're very old. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> they also get, they get, this happened a lot under COVID. Um, and also, like 50 50, like if a Democratic senator from a Republican state, uh, dies, they'll get replaced or, you know, arrested or whatever, uh, could keep that office. Uh, they'll get replaced by a Republican governor. So that'd be a Republican pickup. Uh, so there's just no margin for error if anything goes wrong. But also Warnock gets to hold the seat for six years. Like it's, <laughs> you get six years of one more seat, no matter what happens in 2024 or 2026. Right. Mm-hmm. So like it's that, that's important. So yes, Georgia is still very important. Don't listen to anyone that tells you that 50 is enough. It's not fucking enough. So, and at a minimum, you don't be held hostage by Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema. Right. Um, so, so knowing all that, Corey, how you feel about that as a Georgian who lives in Georgia? Where are you at? I, I would rather kill my firstborn child than have our political future come down to the state of Georgia. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, but it worked out. It worked out last time. Like it the did. same thing was true in 2020. And I know you and me too. But most most Southerners were like, "Well, yeah, that right." Happening. But then it did. So you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, it it does seem like. I want to sit here and believe that, like, yeah, Georgia turned the corner, but I've always been a believer in that whole pendulum thing as far as Mm -hmm. politics goes. And, like, to me, as great as it was that Georgia flipped blue in 2020, I immediately saw everybody be like, okay. Well, we did not hate hard enough. You know what I mean? (laughs) We got to we got to get back out there and hate. So, like, I don't know, man. It's just we vote like. Even as a Georgia football fan, like we won the national championship last year, but there were so many years where we didn't get it done that I still believe that we won't. Mm-hmm. And I still believe that way in politics. And it's just, I don't think it's good to get your hopes up uh, when it comes to politics in the South, really. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I agree with you. I know we talked about on the Well Read podcast this week coming out tomorrow or later tonight, whatever. Well Read podcast. You were asking, uh, we were talking about the midterms. And you were like, you know, 
seems like people like Democrats are like pretty okay with shit, whatever yeah. else. But like I'm in North Georgia where Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greene just cruised to yeah, cruised our buddy and friend of the show, Marcus Flowers. Um, so like, did you ever, <laughs> were you at all surprised by that? Did you, no. Yeah, right. I, I knew he was getting his ass whooped the whole time. That's just not something you say about your friends. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I and I didn't want, like, you when you're, when you hope that that's not the case, I can't go out there with that defeatist attitude because in a way I was campaigning for change and wanting it to happen. But like, you know, dude, in the back of my mind, I knew it was going to happen. Like, but now, did I know that she was going to win by the same margin that she basically won by when she ran unopposed? No, <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't see that shit coming at all. And I love Marcus and it's not Marcus's fault. It's just like, dude, I mean, you know, we're beating the horse to death here. But like this area is number one, super gerrymandered, which, you know, right. that that alone controls most of the percentages. But outside of that, this is just an insane very QAnon heavy wild area. Like we've got Dalton right up above us that like has billboards up talking about uh, getting rid of illegal immigrants. Yet at the same time, the industry in Dalton is carpets and they actually have signs in Mexico telling you how to get to Dalton, Georgia. <laughs> because they'll give you jobs for Two seventy five and some bread or whatever. So like I don't know. It's just and this is also a civil war area. So there the rebel flag stuff hit us a little bit harder. And like we're 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 we come from a place that is like ultra divided, huge chip on our shoulder. Fuck you. You ain't gonna tell me what I can and can't say. Queers place. So like I don't know, man. It just don't feel like nothing's changed here. Like it's just <laughs> we're just just the wild west. Am I wrong? I mean, uh, no, I, don't think I mean, you, you know I, better than anybody, obviously. I don't I mean, know stories, if I do. All right. The stories you told me about Chickamauga, right? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I wouldn't disagree about Chickamauga, but uh, Georgia also has Atlanta in it. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, like, uh, that's true. We have. To, yeah, go ahead, yeah. Mark. If I had to predict what's going to happen, it feels like Democrats can be far more motivated, motivated to vote in like uh, a, a, a runoff election because. If you're the Republicans, there must be 49 and 50 is basically nothing. <laughs> you're still right. not in the majority either way. Two, he re uh, Herschel ran way behind uh, Kemp and a, a bunch of other candidates. So, like, mm -hmm. to a certain extent, there are a bunch of people who wanted to vote Republican or did not want to vote for Herschel. Those people probably stay home because Kemp would have Kemp would have had pretty good coattails for down ticket races for anybody that wasn't Herschel fucking Walker. <laughs> right. But even beyond like politics stuff. I keep wondering when people are going to realize how lazy these MAGA candidates are. They just want this job because they're just sweet gigs. Because if you disagree with Warnock's positions, he will have constituent service offices open. Marjorie Taylor Greene doesn't have any offices in her home district. You can't find them. You go on Google Maps, they don't exist. You just, like, yeah, we well, ain't never seen that bitch here. I, don't, I mean, she every now and then she's at the, the tower doing some stuff. But like, I swear to God, she just pops in for some photo op. And then the next thing you know, she's down at Mar-a-Lago wearing some mm -hmm. same dress. What's yeah. the What's the like... Uh, how vocally or, you know, enthusiastically does she seem to be supported from your perspective, just like 
kicking around town and shit. Obviously, she won by a lot, but is it like yeah. there's signs everywhere? She super hits for everybody. People are out loud and proud by how much she is, you know, their thing. Or- no, and, and and that was what I tried to tell everybody for a long time. And like now, I've had to eat my words because I told everybody at first, like, look, she ran unopposed. You can't blame us for this, you know. But there's signs everywhere. It's Marjorie Taylor Greene flood the polls. Her original slogan, and, and which still is, is stop socialism, vote Marjorie Taylor Greene. Everybody that I know who has actually listened to her speak is like, uh, like, no, nah. like even, even people who were like, yeah, yeah, to like most of that stuff. They're like, yeah, but she's fucking crazy. But I think that they would still vote for her because in their mind, the opposite is socialism because right. they, they really play into those red scare tactics, but you see the signs everywhere. But I guarantee you, if I was to knock on every door that has a sign and go, Hey, do you remember when Marjorie Taylor Greene said that thing about Jewish space lasers? They'd be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You know what I mean? And I right. think a lot of people really fail to understand that Twitter is not real life. And because we're younger and we're on Twitter and we're politically engaged, we see all the worst things of people. Most of these people go to work every day. They work. They're not on their phone at work. Then they come home. They put on Andy Griffith and they go to bed. Their only interaction with these politicians is when they hear them say, stop socialism, vote Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm not saying that's a good thing to be so head and have your head in the sand. But like, I do think if a lot of these people were as politically active as all of us insane people that are on Twitter, they would be like, oh, my God, really? That's what this person does? But they don't. They just know that the opposite means socialism in their brain. And so, yeah, that's just that. Yeah. Keep your socialist hands off my Medicare. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, dude, that's all of them, bro. That's it, man. Yeah. 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 Go ahead, Troy. Uh, I was just going to ask, like, you already mentioned you're a big Georgia football fan, too. Obviously, Southern State just won national championship. The Dogs, big deal. They're huge, big thing in Georgia. Herschel Walker is the greatest dog of all time and also, yep. obviously, a smush brain lunatic. <laughs> yeah. But I'm asking, like, same question, basically, but for Herschel Walker. And how much, if any, do you think the dogness plays into it? Like, is that still a factor after all the shit? Oh, yeah. Not everything you said, it still is. That never, that never stops being a factor. I mean, he's a name, and Donald Trump proved that celebrity means just as much to anybody as qualifications. And he's a celebrity that happens to be on their same team. Stop socialism. Uh, they want... They want a strong Christian man, Trey, so naturally they cannot in any way vote for the minister at Martin Luther King's actual church. That can't happen. They have to have a real Christian, Herschel Walker, who believes in Jesus' teachings such as don't give no gay people money or whatever it was he said in the book. I didn't read it. But yeah, no, that holds a lot of cachet. And again, I don't like when the things that come out about Herschel like, oh, he beat a slew of women. Or, oh, he had a bunch of abortions. Look, man, Donald Trump laid the groundwork for all this stuff to be refuted, and that's called fake news. They don't believe any allegations that come out against them because it was planted by the by the liberal media. It's as easy as that. Like, they just choose not to believe that stuff because otherwise this guy is going to be a puppet for the MAGA regime or whatever the fuck. Like, I I really wish that I could come to you with anything other than it's just pitiful how fucking stupid these idiots are. Dude, when I, 
uh, where I'm from, near, near was near where Liberty University is. And when all the, those bad reports are coming about Jerry Falwell Jr., you know, stealing the college's money and covering up rape investigations and uh, filming his wife getting cuckolded by a pool boy and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I saw people I went like who go to that go to his church. Uh, who I went to high school with on Facebook saying I was just the media trying to take him down. But with the articles are quotes from people who were devout Christians who work and attend the school who are begging for somebody to help them. Right. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, like, it's like the report is that it's your money being stolen so he can fall into crooked real estate investments for the guys who are banging his wife. And you're like fake news. It's like it's your money. Right. You're the one being grifted. Well, <laughs> right. it's not it's not even just fake news, though. It's like they'll just find any kind of rationale they need. Because, Mark, we had that clip last week or the week before of that lady in Georgia. Corey, they asked her, like, you know, you're Christian, you're pro-life, whatever. She's like, yes, yes, she's holding a baby and stuff. Do you support her as a walker? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Well, how do you feel about the reports about him paying for multiple abortions or whatever? And her response was not, I don't believe it. Her response was, well, listen, we all make mistakes when we're young, as long as he's grown and learned and, and you know, a yeah. change, man. And it's like he was 50 when he got that, well, that last all, abortion. You know what I mean? Also, like, that right there, that right there, that right. Because I believe that there's a lot of people that would say that same thing. Like, well, yeah, he made some mistakes when he was younger, but now he knows it's wrong. Okay. You can't have that mindset but also believe in your heart that it is murder because if herschel walker had murdered five grown women you wouldn't be going well he made some mistakes but they are but but to them it's murdering a person so it either is murdering a person or it isn't murdering a person and if you believe in your heart that abortion is murdering a person then you should believe that a person who had five abortions should be in prison on five fucking counts of manslaughter so you can't have it both ways dude i don't even saw the clip for her like there are a couple of funny rehearsal clips that I chose not to use for dumbass today just because they're so mushmouth you can't even really make sense of them. Right. But he had a he had a rally today where he said he was talking about something, uh, some ginned up scandal where I guess Warfield he, he's saying that Raphael Warnock pays pays himself uh money to pay for his own childcare, which I don't know, I don't know. It's like again, can't make sense of it. But he's saying, like, watch your own damn kids. I watch my kids. He said, you literally don't. You don't live in the house. They hate your fucking kids. I don't really talk to you. They hate you. They hate you. They come out on Twitter and do, like, a little dance and talk about how much you don't hit. What are you talking about? The the reporter who undercovered the first abortions in the Herschel Walker story quote tweeted it with, like, I... I showed this to the woman, and she was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. This is... Herschel doesn't even text his son. Right, right. <laughs> it's uh, like, it, it, yeah. Well, Matt, uh, Corey, as long as you're cool with it, Matt, won't you start looking through the questions and comments? Throw them up there. Just so, can I stay for know, the questions? Corey can, yeah, participate. Yeah. Last oh. week, we uh, some of these that we got right here in this uh, section of the show was like, Corey should be here. Where's Corey? Get Corey <laughs> on. That's well, thank you guys. Now here you are. Uh, also, let me just say, remember to like, share, subscribe, smash that like button, guys. Subscribe to the <laughs> channel. Yeah, rate, review, five stars, tell your mom and them all that good internet shit. I sure would appreciate it. All right, Gabriel Carrion on uh, YouTube says, Ben Carson is at the annual Hope Women's Resource Clinic Gala tonight in Beaumont, Texas. That's a that's a deep pull right there. That is a deep pull. Good God. He's a, I did look it up. Yeah, I don't know if he, yeah, he just, I knew he was going to announce tonight. It's supposed to happen in 13. He actually did. Oh, God. Gary Gary Cruz Uh, on YouTube says Trump just filed to run in 2024. uh, 
so Ben Carson started a conservative think tank in 2021. So he takes like Cook brother handouts to say shit like there's a crisis of families in black America or some shit, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just, <laughs> that's what he does for a living now. Motherfucker was a genius brain surgeon. All right. And just like he, he, what was, he was, is that Matt Damon Siamese twin movie? You remember that? Yeah. Stuck on you. He was yeah. in stuck on you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Was he? Was he the one that gets him apart? Yeah. That movie hits for me. The Fairley Brothers can do no wrong, in my opinion. Absolutely worship yeah. the Fairley Brothers. As me too. And they, they still hit for They me. still hit, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah uh, what about Dr. Oz, Joe? Well, hang on. Aaron McCullough on YouTube says, is there anything Herschel could do that would put off Republican diehards? Do you think there's uh, any? I, I mean, not with these, not with this particular brand of Republicans. I do think right. that, like Mark was saying earlier, there was a slew of people, and this might be why we're in a runoff to begin with, that simply went, you know what, man? I can't bring myself to vote for a Democrat, but I also can't bring myself to vote for a mush brain lunatic. So I'm right. just going to sit this one out. Right. So I actually right. do think that he's right. done. I do think that he's done a lot to run off your John McCain types, your Mitt Romney types, right. your Bob Dole types. I really do mm-hmm. genuinely believe, but it's just like, but those Republicans also aren't standing up and saying anything. They're just like the cops who watch their partner shoot an unarmed black guy and then be like, but I didn't shoot an unarmed black guy. It's like, yeah, you didn't turn him in either. You know what I mean? You're just kind of sitting there. Like right. you kind of need to be vocal about this. So like, I, I think he's done plenty to, to run him off. It's just that those diehard Trump January 6th lunatics are still out there and vocal, baby. Long time viewer and commenter and enemy anemone. God damn it. I knew I'd fuck it up. And enemy anemone. Every <laughs> time. Every time. Every time. We need, I was real, I was actually kind of confident in it at that time, but then still yeah. fucked it up. Anyway, says we need to get some dedicated trolls to start stirring up more shit between Trump and DeSantis supporters. Corey, before you got on, we showed a clip of these Trump people uh, in New York outside Trump Tower stomping all over Ron DeSantis's face on a flag. And they were saying, they were like, this is considered very disrespectful in the Arab countries. I was like, pretty sure that's disrespectful everywhere. Stomping <laughs> on somebody's face in the ground. But anyway, no. they said Trump or death, you know, whatever. It's like it's shaping up to be some wild stuff well, between those two. Well, on that note, I think that we all three were talking about this off mic, or maybe we weren't, that like, you know, the GOP is trying to, it <laughs> needs to, because of how these elections went with Bobert, you know, it's kind of close and like all these MAGA Republicans losing, it looks like the GOP needs to get away from the Trump type stuff right. and go back to one of their milk toast guys. Now, if they're going to do that and get a candidate who still espouses the Trump stuff, but does it in a way more classy way, that's Ron DeSantis all day. So in the event Ron DeSantis becomes the GOP nominee for president, Donald Trump still runs, but as a third party Ross Perot type candidate, don't you think that is actually great because it will split it right in two and then whatever no nothing fucking worthless Democrat we put up will win just because, you know, I mean, mean, this is so problem. This is so profitable for him. Like, I don't know if you saw, he was running a, a, a fundraising, online fundraising for ostensibly for Herschel Walker. But if you didn't click through and change the ratio, like literally 99 cents the dollar went to Trump. And like, so if you give $10, <laughs> Herschel Walker got 10 cents. So like, <laughs> why in the hell would he ever stop running for stuff? Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? So like, like, and uh, uh, oh, but, uh, uh, Ina Van Wick, uh, that's a brilliant plan. And Enemy Anemone, got it. Good uh, job. <laughs> Uh, the troll they're talking about is Trump. Trump's not going to quit, right? So, like right. those people are those people are dancing on Ron DeSantis's face in front of Trump Tower because Trump amped them up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so like we don't have to do shit, but watch. 
Right. Alex Botsama says Trump running third party and stealing votes would be amazing. So, yeah, Alex is with you, Joe. And, I mean, again, I'm with you, too. But, yeah, like you were also alluding to, uh, I remember when Roy Moore was running in Alabama in 2017 or whenever that was, 2018. The cowboy pedophile. Exactly, the cowboy pedophile, yeah, against Doug Jones. And it was this big linchpin race. And at the time, and you know, and he lost. And I was real pumped about that. And a lot of people, like on the internet and stuff, were saying, they were like, I mean, yeah, but look what it took yeah, right. for them to lose a race in Alabama. But my whole thing back then was like, right, but that's just who they are now. Right. Like you think that you think that's going to just stop? Like they're not going to be putting up any more Roy Moores going forward? It's like, that's what they do. You know? yeah. And it's like, that's kind of exactly how these midterms played out. Yeah, you can't look at what you think the world should be and live your life accordingly. You have to live your life accordingly to how the world be, and that's how the world be. They don't do none of that. No, Uh, I'm just talking about us. I'm talking about, yeah, I'm talking about us. It's like, yeah, it does suck that someone has to come out with two six-shooters going like, where's that 12-year-old pussy for them Mm -hmm. to... You know, not, but, but like, that is what it is. So like celebrate a win, a W's a W. All right. Let's say I got a surprise for y'all. We're bringing Marcus Flowers on right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Just wait. For I forgot this is a pussy line. That's all right. I, no, it's I forgot this is a family show. Yeah. Jamie Hunter on Facebook says any opinion on the recent Pence interview. Uh, Who watches he, that shit? Right. He was uh, on ABC News and said, that, yeah, right. He, um, you know, he said Trump was, you know, he like denounced Trump in it basically, right? Said it didn't uh, what Trump did and all it's that extreme, stuff. It's Mark watched funny. this gripping television. Let him mm. explain to us. So he's promoting his book. and <laughs> I knew it. I fucking knew it. I yeah. said, like, as soon as you see something like that and it's about some shit that's years in the past, normally it's like, so when does mm. their book come out? And, yeah. you know, every fucking time. So there's a passage from the book where uh, he he goes in the Oval Office after January 6th, and he's basically like, Mr. President, sir, you know that was wrong, sir. And, and and Bush, I mean, Trump, it goes like, basically admits he was wrong and apologizes to Mike Pence. And I no. cannot tell you no. a thousand percent that did not fucking happen. <laughs> it did not, it did not happen. And he also, like in the interview, they asked him if he should run, for, uh, would, would Pence support Donald Trump returning to the presidency yeah. in 2024. And he says, right. well, that's what the voters to decide. And also every version of the, uh, of the January 6th story he tells is that they, he's like, me and he wasn't just my president. He was my friend. We had a very close working relationship together. And that, uh, up until that moment, then we, that I told him, you know what, sir, I, uh, I must walk away. It's like, it's, it's like, first of all, no way did Trump ever fucking like Mike Pence. Right. No. No, or anyone. <laughs> no, Trump no hates one. his children, <laughs> other than the one girl yeah. that he sort Mike of Pence wants to pork. Like that's it. Mike Pence is like uh, quoting Psalms, and Trump is like, uh, saw you know uh, Chrissy uh, uh, Chrissy Teigen in a nightclub in 2012, and I could have had it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, Nikon Kolapak, Nikon Kolipakum. Kalapakum <laughs> says uh, on YouTube says thoughts on Fox News blaming Trump for the defeat. I don't feel like it was just Fox News. I mean, I guess it carries a lot more weight for what Fox defeat did it. like in the midterms. I mean, oh, like, yeah, I yeah. did it all did like we've been saying that Trumpism is like, you know, why they lost. I mean, I feel like like if if they had ran, if they were pushing out the like John McCain, Mitt Romney types. Yeah. In this election, I think they, right. They had a clean house, I think. And they didn't. And that's because of fucking Donald Trump. Dude, if 
they could if they ran out if they ran some milk toast if they ran some milk toast john mccain like Mm -hmm. mitt romney type right now they would get a lot of the older democrats to maybe flip you know because they're so used to all this crazy shit but there's plenty there's plenty of old democrats who like ah man if they weren't so crazy i sure would like them taxes you know what i mean but like so yeah you're right they could have cleaned up but all these dumb fucks thinking that they can do what trump does like it just you're not gonna win unless you're that guy uh i I'll put it this way. I do. I just do want to flag this for a second. I know what you're saying about people that present like John McCain and Mitt Romney as nice middle road dudes, but McCain and Romney in their 2008 and 2012 campaigns were absolute lying psychopaths. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Been, yeah. Sure. Oh, none of them hit. You They've know. always. Yeah. Yeah. When you're comparing them to fucking Donald Trump and his, uh, you know, and the, you know, the Mastrianos and. Taylor Greens and stuff of the world. It's like, yeah, none of them hit, but still give me that all day for you sure, know, like dude. The old version. Yeah. Um, Anna LA on YouTube says, You think the vote on marriage equality will pass? Uh, I haven't, I imagine so. Uh, I think after this, 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 this the, the Democrats are going to try to pass a, lay, a bill in the lame duck session to uh, protect marriage equality. Um, I see people arguing about it. I'm not sure why people on the left would be against it. Maybe the bill is poorly written, but I, but I, read, I read part of a piece today by um, a, le- a lawyer slash legal journalist uh, who happens to be gay who was very much in favor of the bill. So I don't know. I just uh, we'll see if it shakes out. I, I imagine we'll even get a bunch of Republican votes in the Senate just because they, they see how this cultural bullshit we just went in the midterms. It's like, let's just take this issue off the table so we don't have a bunch of psychopaths running against gay marriage in two years and dragging the rest of us down. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know this was a thing, so I can't comment on it. <laughs> um, I'll go ahead and say also while we're here, um, me and Corey have another podcast called Putting On Airs. And if we y'all sure don't do. watch it, you should. It's not political at all. It's all about us talking about fancy shit, fancy people and their and their shit. And it hits, doesn't it? It Joe? does hit. It yeah. does hit. You can get it wherever you get your podcast, Putting On Airs, or you can watch it at watchpoa.com. It's a raw good time. Uh, Rick Rodriguez says, and I know Mark had wanted to talk about this at least for a second. How the hell did Hillbilly Elegy win? Is Ohio that fucked up? We talked about Tim Ryan a, a, quite a bit in the yeah. run up to this, and yeah, he got smart. It's, it's because Trey was right about Tim Ryan. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, and Trying Trey was him. like, he's running the kind of campaign that to me seems like it should work, and guess what? It absolutely did not fucking work. Vance ran behind where he should have. He won by much smaller, uh, a smaller margin than a non-psychopath would have. But that's just because J.D. Vance uh, doesn't have people. But Tim, turns out Tim Vance running against student debt relief, running, uh, being milk toast about weed legalization, and trying to run a campaign uh, based upon like fear-mongering about China did not work when you're running against a Republican. Who the fuck would have thought? Trey, you're a genius. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. I was trying to tell everybody the whole time. Um, all right. Well, hey, Corey, also, we told you about putting on airs, but why don't you uh, tell everybody where else they can find your lovely work out there yeah. on the internets? 
Yeah, you can go to parttimefunnyman.com. That's where I'm focusing a lot of my efforts on account. I just found out I'm going to be a dad, and I don't want to tour as much. By the way, guys, announcement yep. here. Just found out that I am a Substack bestseller. Yeah, parttimefunnyman.com is at, is at the top of the heap over there on Substack. I do videos. I do bonus podcasts. I write essays. I write poetry. It's a whole lot of cool stuff. It is $5 a month. But if you can, uh, cannot afford it for any reason, you can just email buttercreamcory at gmail.com and I'll hook you up. No questions asked. But it's a whole lot of fun and it's a couple different sides of me that I'd like you By to see. When Corey says no questions asked, it means you don't have to tell him a horrific sob story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you sad. don't. You, we, know that you, we know that you still will. Uh, but you do not at all have to. And by the way, I had somebody unsubscribe to me on Substack today, and their reasoning was that a Greg Abbott ad ran on our Putting On Airs YouTube. And just for all you people that don't have a fucking brain in your head, we don't choose that. So thank you and come on back. Uh, dude, I remember for a while early on on YouTube that, you know, they suggest like similar videos on my videos early on on yeah. YouTube, the suggestions that were popping up were like racist David Allen Coe songs with the N word yeah. in them and stuff. And yeah, it's like people are they're like, you yeah. know about this? I'm like, what? The I get it. Yeah, do you like stuff that hits? Check this out. Sorry. Hope you feel better, I'm buddy. A little under the weather. A little under the weather right now. Go to Traker.com, get tickets, come see me. I won't be sick at those shows. Me and Corey will be in Nashville together with Drew Morgan in December. Bunch of places in 2023. Also go to com slash more or just go on Patreon and look me up. Look around at the wares on there. Support the show and get a bunch of bonus content for your damn self. And thank y'all for watching. We'll be back next week and Cho will be back with us before too long. I thank y'all for having me, guys. I love you. Be feeling love you better. Too, baby. Thanks for coming. I'll see you on two seconds in the text thread. All right. See you. Love you. Bye. (laughs)